this is a new episode of In Light of the Conspiracy. We are your hosts, uh, Shreya. And Neha. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and we have another guest back this week. Um, yeah, so this is my friend, Jake. Hello. Yeah, and... Yeah, uh, and this week's episode is kind of a continuation of our first episode, Area 51, which was requested by exactly one person, but also one more person than any of our other episodes have been requested by. So, yeah. Yeah. Can you, like, interact with us? We are lonely. All right. Um. All right. So, (laughs) this is a good time to segue in. So, Area 51, um, I'm sure all of you guys heard about it. Uh, September 20th, people were intending to raid Area 51 because they thought it was housing aliens because it's a government property. Um, so we're going to kind of get into this a bit um, later. But the first thing you need to know about Area 51 is that it is huge. So it's 120 miles northwest of Las Vegas, Vegas and it's, a, um, it's contained within the Air Force-operated Nevada Test and Training Range which is a giant piece of government-controlled land, and it's the largest continuous air and ground space available for peacetime military operations in a free world, according to the NTTR. And it's about the size of Connecticut, for context. Um, And so there is very little there, um, and it's not just like like not much more than desert that doesn't even really have cell service. And so this is kind of by design. So in 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower asked for a secret location in which to start, like, um, according to Box Magazine, a high-altitude reconnaissance pro- program, which is basically like secret military base with airplanes. Um, and so they found this in Nevada. Uh, and so it wasn't long before engineers, spies, and a uniformed military turned the facility into the apparently birthplace of overhead espionage for the CIA, as according to Annie Jacobson, who wrote the book Area 51, An Uncensored History of America's Top Secret Military Base. So two aircrafts, because that's actually what Area 51 is known for, um, it kind of exemplify like most of the work done at Area 51. So their first was the U-2 spy plane, which was used to help the U.S. keep an eye on the growing nuclear threat of the Soviet Union. But then in, on May 1st, 1960, a U-2 plane was shot down over the Soviet airspace, which led the government to put pressure on Lockheed Martin, which is kind of like this huge weapons dealer, to build a plane in only 20 minutes, tw- not minutes, months, 20 months, that couldn't be brought down, which led to the development of the SR-71 Blackbird. So the secrecy around this area kind of continues to this day, and what goes on there is like ridiculously guarded. So amongst many other reasons, these are some of the prime reasons why the Area 51 raid wouldn't work. Um, they, there was a secret airline that carries passengers to and from the site on nonstop flights every day. And they also have security contractors known as camo dudes who um, wear camouflage, duh, and ride around in white unmarked pickup trucks in order to spot people trying to enter the facility. However, some of the activities are known. Um, Jacobson told Fox that the U.S. military will train out foreign fighters out there sometimes allowing troops to practice on the rough remote terrain. And she also believes that Area 51 remains a place for American armed forces to develop and test the next generation of aircraft and weapons of war. So if you were to area enter Area 51, you're more likely to find planes than you are aliens. However, there are reasons why people think there are aliens there. So, yeah. 
that I mean that would still be cool, right? Like if you wanted to steal a plane, you could just somehow sneak into Area Fifty One and be like, yeah, get past the camo dudes, get past like this non-stop security, get into a highly like militarized that military like place. A good way to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's a cool way to die too, right? Like, if no, because the second you like pass some line or something the like soldiers and stuff there can just legally shoot you dead with no legal repercussions so <laughs> that is I mean, terrifying if you really want to plane that bad i guess <laughs> um you know yeah. it's like you can just get one off the black market which by the way i did not realize that the black market was just like a figure of speech until like a couple of months ago um someone explained to me that it was like oh yeah <laughs> i used to think there was like some underground like market where people would go and i feel like i had some image in my mind from some movie where someone was like buying like weird sketchy soup <laughs> i don't know why that specifically on the black market uh it might have been in the hunger games actually because they had like they actually had like a black market <laughs> place. Um, no, but it's it's not like a place. It's just where you can buy smuggled stuff. Okay, but like why soup? Imagine like going down to the black market if it's like a black market and saying, "Hey, I want like tomato soup." No, it wasn't. It was really. It was because like it was in the Hunger Games and they were like starving or whatever. And <laughs> Katniss was like, "Hey, I have." money i have these things i don't even remember what it was and sh and she went over to this old lady and she had like weird possum soup or something <laughs> i mean sounds legitimate possum soup yeah <laughs> maybe you'll find um, that in area 51 i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that'll be sue uh anyways so why do we kind of think Area 51 is like a place for aliens? So there's a lot of reasons, but the first and foremost one is that it's not just like a military training compound. It's meant for like airplanes and stuff and like counterintelligence and it's right next to a nuclear testing site. So they have stealth bombers and drones, military decoy flares, weapons, military training systems, and weird classified air stuff as said from this magazine, all of which get pretty commonly mistaken for UFOs. So it's not actually a huge surprise that this kind of first idea of it was, oh, aliens. Um, as well, a lot of Area 51's counterintelligence efforts are focused on reverse engineering for air technology. And so in an infamous 1989 interview with Las Vegas News, Station Class, um, whistleblower um, Bob Lazar, we'll get into him more later, but he's kind of the reason we think there are aliens there. Um, uh, alleged a potential link between Area 51 and aliens. Um, however, and he believed that the foreign air technology belonged to aliens and that Area 51 was designed to capture, reverse engineer, and study alien aircraft and aliens themselves. So it could be theorized that like the, uh, the CIA kind of spread these rumors to keep people from actually questioning what was going on in Area 51. Okay, but like out of everything in the world, like out of all topics, there were like aliens, that's it we're gonna convince people that there are aliens here. And that's yes. not gonna make them more interested in searching Area 51 at all. That may not have been the best plan if they were trying to keep it hidden. Yeah, um, also crop circles. I don't know how to connect those two things, but like 
I just crop circles. <laughs> um, throwback to our first episode, which we advertised as being a rant about crop circles. And it was. It essentially was. What about um, just... They exist. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I mean, a lot of these things, like, especially with the crop circles, I feel like those could just be played off as some farmer, like, wanting to get attention for his yeah. produce or something. Like, a lot of the alien stuff seems like some sort of um, marketing ploy. Yeah. Um, it think- was essentially two bored teenagers taking a weed whacker to yeah. fields of wheat in Britain. I mean, like, perfect circles, though. Like, I know that, like, we covered this in our first episode, but, like, they were perfect circles. How cool is that? Wow, that's some impressive weed-whacking work. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting excited about the wrong things. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Um, Anyways, back to Area 51. So, rumors of Area 51's connection to aliens have kind of been happening since the publication in 1980 of this book called The Broswell Incident, which was written by Charles Bertlitz and William Moore. And the, bu- govern- the book examined the 1947 incident in Roswell, New Mexico, where a mysterious object, which was called a flying saucer, um, which the military called a weather, weather balloon, marked a little bit of public interest. In 1994, the government ultimately revealed the object to have been a nuclear surveillance balloon. However, the book um, kind of tapped into the 80s, like, occult paranoia by saying that it was, like, a government cover-up of aliens um, and, like, a huge, vast, labyrinth underground military compounds and stuff. Um, And so then conspiracies like John Lear, um, who's important later, kind of started spinning these stories about aliens being held and studied in underground camps, where this is a quote, the government fed them abducted children and mutilated cattle. Can we just absorb that for a second? This was a legitimate thing. Um, yeah, but um, in, in 1987, Lear described Air Nevada, which is now what we know as Area 51, as one of the nation's secret test centers. And he said that this uh, facility had built, been built with the assistance of aliens themselves, which Lear referred to as the termed great, which is where we kind of get this idea of gray's aliens and like the alien heads and stuff. Um, and so not long after this, um, John Lear met Bob Lazar and referred him to the class journalist George Knapp, which kind of started sparking this whole thing in the public interest. So Bob Lazar, um, for reference, he was the person from earlier who's kind of credited with sparking rumors about Area 51. So he um, went on class and stated that he had worked in Area 51 on a flying saucer he had believed could come from outer space. And he also told the public he thought that he saw an alien. So Lazar is thought to have fabricated his educational background as he made up degrees from MIT and Caltech Institutes he seemed to have never attended. He also claimed to have worked for the Los, uh, Los Alamos um, Particle Laboratory during years when bankruptcy filings instead listed him as a photo and film processor. And nonetheless, when he re- aired on class, he did seem very calm and like collected about the idea of Area 51. And once he kind of brought up this idea, it never really fa- like 
faded. So between his initial interview and the present day, conspiracy theories about Area 51's alien population have gotten like huge and like ridiculously elaborate and show up everywhere in pop culture. So this shows up in movies like Independence Day and TV shows like The X-Files, which by the way, top tier TV show. 100%, I agree with you. Top tier. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as late as 2011, new claims and conspiracies about Area 51 were still finding their way into the mainstream. So um, Jacobson, um, who I had mentioned earlier, Annie Jacobson, who wrote for the book Area 51, An Uncensored History of America's the Top Secret Military Base, um, she won a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize for her 2016 book, The Pentagon um, Brain. And though, and she also won critical acclaim for her book, Area 51. Um, but so she is like a well-known writer. Um, yeah. And so then after like compiling all of this kind of stuff, the um, book, it's actually a pretty cool book. So I definitely recommend checking it out just based on what I've read. Um, so it goes, the um, Fox article goes into a bit of depth about the book, but then much more recently, um, the Pentagon revealed in 2017 that between 2007 and 2012, longtime Nevada Senator Harry Reid said that there um, did like shepherd a Department of Defense program that investigated reports of flying saucers that um, one that also lined the pockets of his friend and UFO trooper um, Robert Bigelow, whose research company received most of the $22 million the program cost to run. So again, capitalism, can't escape it, no matter what you do. My favorite um, form. Love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is our favorite thing. Well, you have to wonder if like all of the alien stuff is a money-making scheme, where would the aliens be without capitalism? Exactly. Would it, would it be easier to find the real ones if they exist? <laughs> And I mean, also without capitalism, would there be a super secret government experimenting base, which is used in like military stuff? You know what I mean? It's something to consider. The answer to all our conspiracy theories is just capitalism. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, when in doubt, capitalism. Um, anyway, so the resurgence in Area Fifty One interest. Um, didn't just kind of like come out of nowhere. So in 2019, reports of UFO sightings had been happening at like a huge rate with some of the most recent ones coming from like reputable members of the US Navy. So these aren't just like random people. These are people who in like the public eye have prestige. Um, and so then in Cong June, Congress even looked into Navy pilot UFO sightings. And while no alien presence has been confirmed, like a lot of these advances in technologies have like started meaning that we can pick up on these things better, which good, bad, I don't know. Um, but this kind of leads us to the entire thing that started the Area 51 raid. Um, and that's in, on June 20th, 2019, there's a podcast called the Joe Rogan Experience, which is one of the most popular podcasts in existence. They published a two hour long interview with Bob Lazar and filmmaker Jeremy Corbell. Um, so Bob Lazar, we've mentioned him a few times. He's the one who kind of started this entire hype. Um, 
And so then through the interview, Lazar mostly repeats and embellishes his original story about aliens in Area 51. And he also adds details to explain his apparently fabricated academic and job history, claiming that, and this is, again, um, not a direct quote, but the essence of it, nebulous government entities seem to have made his birth certificate, employment record, and college transcripts disappear. Please take that with a grain of salt. I'm going to use that, um, I'm going to use that excuse the next time, you know, college apps is coming soon. I, <laughs> I, I can use that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I need to fake my SAT score. I can just pretend I'm on the crew team. I can just do that. Blame it on the <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Joe Rogan interview happened around the same time as um, the arrival of the Corbell, um, doc of his documentary, Jeremy Corbell's documentary, which was called Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers. Well, the documentary was like, not super well received. It did like super, like it backed Lazar's claims and tried to like frame him as like, a believer of alien technology and kind of like a trailblazer so that they and so while neither the podcast interview nor Corville's documentary provide proof to say like yes these are definitely true um like a lot of people were like well these have to be true like this all makes sense like it lines up and one of these people was maddie roberts He's a 21-year-old college student from California at the time who was one of the fans of the Joe Rogan Experience, the podcast. He heard the interview, and then he had the idea, um, Area 51 idea, on brain when he came up with the idea to create a joke Facebook event to storm Area 51 on September 20th. Um, and so it all kind of came back to this podcast. And so the Air Storm Area 51 event, you like blew up and it turned into a real world festival called Alien Stock. Um, and so I want to go. Do you guys all want to go? Like once the this was a while ago, Shreya. I have to go back in time first. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have to invent time travel first, man. Uh, I'm going to be a problem. I did not know that. I. We, we can host our own event. Yes, exactly. We'll do it. We'll do that. Yeah, our own alien event. Virtual aliens, fan. And we can have our uh, cult sign-up sheet. Yeah. Um, at this point, we're just kind of accumulating random fan bases and things. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I mean, still, we, we have a cult. <laughs> and, like, one kind of official member. Um... Hey, do you want to be part of our cult? I absolutely. I mean, I'm already part of a few, but I don't think they'll mind. You know, we're yeah. not exclusive, so. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, okay. We we're collecting that numbers, um, like Pokemon cards. Legal disclaimer: This is not an actual cult. Please do not sign up. <laughs> You're gonna scare off all of the possible members. All right. Okay. That's the point. Oh my god. Um, no, it's, it's fine. Fine. Okay. Cult. Got it. We are forming a cult, apparently. Again, legal reason. Not an actual cult. Um, but yeah, sign up, I guess. Um, anyway. 
Uh, so this alien stock um, became like an actual thing. And so the rest is kind of history. You guys all know, September 20th. No one, I think, actually raided Area 51. Um, not sure about that. Um, and yeah, but thousand people have actually at the time had booked into small towns throughout the area for the weekend. And so I guess a few of them did actually try. I don't actually have any information on that, but yeah, that's how someone telling a story in 1989 and then went on a podcast in 2019 and then a fan of the podcast created a fake event, which became a real event. Happened. Here's the thing. Like after it blew up, of course, there were going to be people who were dumb enough to be like, oh, let's go raid Area 51 and end up on a <laughs> watch list or something. Like I. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's about it for the research about Area 51. However, because this seems to be like a thing we're doing, we are now doing a quiz on your alien knowledge. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I have this quiz on history.co.uk and it's called the ultimate alien quiz. So I'm going to give you guys a question and I don't know if they're going to give you the right answer at the beginning or at the end. So if you guys could kind of say what you think is the answer, that would be great. So number one. Which film features a fictional androparasitoid words? Um, extraterrestrial species known as the Xenomorph, War of Worlds, Alien, Starship Troopers, or Species? I haven't seen any one of those movies. Yeah. Xenomorph? <laughs> yeah. Let's go with Aliens. Yeah. I was okay. Um, I don't know if the green check mark means you're right. Okay, I think we're right. Or you're right. I mean, so. I feel like that's usually what a green check mark means. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay. So good. True or yeah. Sorry. Um. Okay. So number two, true or false? At one dollar per year, alien abduction insurance is a real policy you can purchase. So true or false? True, because capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> that is. A Excellent point, Shreya. Okay, we got another green check mark. <laughs> Guys, you don't know how corrupt this world is. <laughs> um, okay, so number three, and I think I actually covered this. In what year did the famous Roswell UFO incident take place? AKA, were you guys paying attention? <laughs> 19, no, that's when. Oh, I need to give you options. 1937, 1947, 1967, 1957. I Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Wow. Yeah, Russell, New Mex Mexico, like the giant incident. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um. Okay. Which celebrity star is a member of the mutual UFO network, a nonprofit organization that follows ext
Okay, well, we know that Tom Cruise is part of the whole Scientology thing. So, um, mm. yeah. So maybe like, maybe if we go through this by like elimination. So like, no Tom Cruise. Maybe? No, but then like, would he do that? I just, this is hard. Okay. Inside the mind of Tom Cruise. <laughs> we need to psychoanalyze him before we can make our decision. Okay, but um, Dr. Stephen Hawking, um, I know, I don't think he would be that, he, I don't think he would do that, right? Yeah. Or maybe he wouldn't know. I don't think so. He wouldn't have. All right. Okay, so what, what's our um, three remaining options? Okay, so you have Tom Cruise, Robbie William, and Dan I Roy? Okay, Robin Williams is dead. Was he dead at the time? Oh. <laughs> Has it just been dead always? <laughs> All right, okay. Um, I don't know. Final answer? Just guess. Just pick one tram. Tom Cruise. Let's go with him. I okay. He was the first one you eliminated. Yeah, so it was Dan I. Roy, they keep pronouncing this last name differently. Wait, I've honestly like never heard of him. Okay, give me a second. Who is Dan I. Royd? I he's a Canadian actor. And he's famous for Saturday Night Live and not ready for primetime players. I'm sorry to Dan I. Royd. We don't We don't know you. Okay, number five. Which evil alien is searching for the Arcelian galaxy in the 1997 film Men in Black? Forrest the Bogblodite, Frank the Pug, Edgar the Bug, or Serena the Kylothian? Okay, I've seen this movie, but it's been a long time. I know that, weren't they like, I, I remember like they were aliens living in the brains of people, like parasites almost, or was that another? Yikes. Or like the fifth wave or something i don't even know i'm like combining my movies together wait was one of the answers doug the pug it was frank the pug but yeah frank the pug i was like doug the pug okay. <laughs> um shoot it was a pug in men in black right jake um i watched that like two years ago with sean if that gives you any idea of how much I remember of it. I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> um, this is hard. Okay, so there yeah. were, I'm sure there was a, there was a pug and that pug was, let's go with the pug. No, you are not. It's Edgar the bug. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, number six, medical staff in the U.S. are now required to go through a short course training them on how to treat aliens in case of a U.S. UFO crash or invasion. True or false? False. False? Jake? Uh, false. Sure. False? Okay. Yeah, it's it's false. Yeah, I mean, I figured, because, like, they have so much to cover already. They wouldn't just be like, surprise, now time to add this. All right. Completely unplausible <laughs> thing onto your 
already <laughs> large. Yeah. One famous theory about aliens suggests that thousands of years ago, intelligent extraterrestrial life forms visited Earth and taught humans about technology. What is the name of this theory? The extraterrestrial education theory, the ETBC theory, extraterrestrial before Christ theory, project antiquity, or the ancient astronaut theory. Okay. Um. I feel like it's like BC. I don't know. Yeah, let's go with that one. All the right. You see something. And it is the ancient astronaut theory. Why? Very interesting. Yeah, interesting. Number eight. Which of these fictional characters is not an alien? Mr. Incredible, Superman, Doctor Who, or Optimus Prime? Mr. Incredible, right? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One question. <laughs> not right. Okay, number nine. Edinburgh University offers a UFO degree on alien life forms entitled Asteroid Biology and the Search for Extraterrestrial Life. True or false? I think this is true because I remember hearing something about this. So I think it, it's either this or like some other university, but I think it's true. Jake? Sure. I, I don't watch that many movies. <laughs> it's true. This, this is a real thing. Edinburgh University offers an alien degree. Okay, yeah. All right, I, I do remember <laughs> hearing about this. That's so cool, though. Like, yeah, going up to someone and being like, yeah, I majored in, like, aliens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, number 10. In which alien invasion film does Jack Nicholson star as President James Dale of the United States? The Day the Earth Stood Still, Edge of Tomorrow, Mars Attack, or Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day. That is wrong. It's Mars Attack. Never heard of that. <laughs> Guys, we don't watch many alien movies. <laughs> and number 11. On, how on average, how many UFO sightings are reported around the world each year? I actually knew this one. And that's only because I researched it for the first podcast. Oh, okay. Wait. I think I know. Oh, wait, I, I need to give you, I keep forgetting to give you guys options. Yeah. 10,000, 1,000, 100, or 100,000. All right. Um, is it 1,000? 1,000? Jake? Yeah. yeah. 1,000? I trust, I, I shouldn't, but I trust Shreya more than myself. <laughs> no, 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 actually, no. I'm going to go for 10,000. Okay, so I clicked 1,000. That was wrong. 10,000 was correct, though. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. We got that one right. You technically did. What is your final score? One, uh, two, three, four, five, six. You got six of 11. So you guys passed. Okay. Woo! I mean, like, we, we kind of screwed up on all the alien ones, which is sad. No, you guys, that was good, guys. Um, we will have the link to the um, quiz in the blockyography. So yeah. if you guys want to check that out, let us know. See if you We said all the answers on the podcast, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, we can, like, so 
you can try it anyway, but I really hope you get a higher score. Yeah, just, you know, take it along with us and um, yeah, you get more right than we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that about wraps up this podcast. Uh, final thoughts, guys? Area 51? Area 51, right? I mean, honestly, you guys want to go, like, you guys want to go down to Area 51 with me sometime after, um, if we can. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Once COVID finishes, man. <laughs> yeah. If it ever will. It will. It will. We, we need to put some hope into that. But yeah. it will. Yes. So um, you can check us out on Instagram at InlightOTC and check out our blog geography, which will be in the link of our um, Instagram too. Um, and also interact with us because we're lonely. And um, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, just sh- feel free to shoot us a message, whether it's about the episode that you guys just listened to, an episode you want to hear in the future. If you want to guest on an episode, like any of it's fine. Yeah, love talking to you guys. We love talking to you guys. And if you're just as chaotic as I am, then and Neha is, then you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, fight. I said in Daria, by Daria in the last episode, just embrace the chaos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just. Yeah. But that about wraps up the episode for this week. Thank you so much, Jake, for coming on. It was a ride. Um, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Also, wait, we keep forgetting to do this. Shout out to Mackenzie because she does a wonderful job with these podcasts and she is incredible. Yes, we love you, Mackenzie. Just in general. Yeah, exactly. Um, Actually, bye this time. (laughs) Thank you so much.